Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. I am Bo Wolf, joined in the media shanty at the Novacare Complex by Zach Berman and... Mr. Shilkapadia, how's everybody doing? Good. Early morning pod. I like it. Early morning pod. I like that. We will talk a, a little bit of eagles, a little uh, bird on the street. Zach has prepared for us some bird lines. Mm, you know, excited is, for these. I feel, is, I, I, I feel like I have responsibility now on this podcast. I enjoy it. Very that's much. good. I'm glad. Maybe I can start siphoning off a little bit of please, a, a little bit of stuff too. I uh, so we, especially bird lines. I, I like anything that has to do with these lines. So I'm enjoying it. Okay, as Sheila said, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can completely give up bird lines, but uh, for today, it'll, it'll work out well. So the three of us did some. Uh, we did some over Eagles season over unders um, on the site, and then we're going to do another one that are ones we create. But we, you have uh, captured some leftovers from those that you're going to propose to us. So we'll we'll get to that, and then we've got around the hornbill. The season is quickly approaching. We're going through the entire NFC North today. Yeah, I think it was like two months ago, or right when training camp was starting. I'm like, why don't we do the NFC East? And you're like, no, we got so much time. We're uh, sort no, but we always through. save the NFC East <laughs> oh, for last. God. That the NFC East we'll do next week in our uh, season preview extravaganza. I can picture Thursday afternoon next week before the opener. All right, we're gonna run through 18 <laughs> teams here around the. Uh, I mean, that's not wrong. We gotta have, we have got to go on the record. Have our uh, have our season predictions, our playoff predictions, our favorite season uh, over under bets. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. That'll probably I think we'll probably do that uh, the day of the meetup. Or no, I guess that's Wednesday. It's the day after the meetup. The day before. The day before the meetup. Okay. I think we'll probably do it. But, uh, yes, don't forget, Wednesday, September 4th, at Pistolas del Sur, 7 p.m., Zach Berman, Sheila Kapadia, and me. Come meet us. Come hang out. Drink specials, food specials, and uh, Sheila will sign your chest for you. And big thanks to Rich Bobby for organizing this, Oh, my this, goodness. We had nothing to do with it. The We're official events coordinator of Birds with Friends. That's right. Zach, what's your over-under on number of listeners who show mm, up What's this? your bird lines? It's a good question, because <laughs> I haven't been to one of these yeah, before. Absolutely. There's only been one. Yeah. Oh, is that right? So, this is uh, the second. Well, it, that's not true. There was the uh, Minnesota that's one. That's true. Uh, and what was the turnout in the first one? The Minnesota, the Minnesota one was, one was 10? Yeah, that's, the that's including me, you, and Rich. The was what? Uh, there was a good amount of people. I'd say more than 30. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would say so. Less than Less than 2,000? So I'm somewhere s- between thirty. And I'm 2, setting 000. the over under at twenty nine point five. We okay. did not. We did not uh, exceed the capacity at Hell at the Moon. You need to give it the Z burn bump. If Z-burn. we're capable of drawing thirty, then there's got to be at least like five people. 
Oh, one would hope. Yeah, yes. fifteen. I would yeah. say. Okay. Right. So, so let's so let's I'll go. I'll take the over easily. Then let's go to thirty-four point five. Okay, then. over. Over. Well, I like that. I'll take the over. Okay. But also, let us know on Twitter if you end, if you plan on coming. It'll be it'll be good to Why? have a sense. Okay. I don't know. All right, uh, Mr. Capadia, why don't we start with the airing of your grievances? No, let's let's get into some minor all over the place. So let's. I think I'll be able to sprinkle some of these in okay. as we chat. All right. Well, then um, let's talk about some of the uh, official over unders from uh, like from Caesars that we yeah. that we answered yesterday. Now, I believe that uh, Zach and I both in our answers said which one we thought was like the one bet that we would make if we could actually make a bet. Mm-hmm. Did you do that as well? No. Okay. Well, yeah. my favorite, I believe, is uh, the over. On Carson Wentz touchdowns mm. at twenty eight and a half, I think that's that would be my favorite bet, and uh, only only minus one twenty on the odds. I think that was my favorite as well. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's minus one twenty for the over twenty eight and a half. You know, I was looking at some numbers with this. Uh, the league wide, if you just look at touchdown rate, it was about four point eight percent. If you look at Carson Wentz, he was at five point two last year. That just means five point two percent of his Pass attempts resulted in a touchdown very high during his uh, MVP right. caliber season. Unsustainably high in terms of red zone performance. But the reason I like this one is because you have some injury wiggle room. You know what I mean? I mean, yes. that year he played 13 games and he threw 33 touchdowns. Correct. So if he plays 12, 13 games, I mean, listen, it's still you still got to be playing at a high level. I agree with but, that. But uh, I feel like it gives you some wiggle room there, whereas the yardage one, which we'll get to in a minute... That one would be a little bit more challenging if you were to miss. Now those. Zach told me that I was the only one who took the under on the Carson Wentz passing yards at four thousand and forty point five. Is that correct? That's correct. I was on the fence, and it just seems a little too high to me. Well, I mean, even if he had played sixteen games in two thousand seventeen, he would have just barely topped that. But they were also playing with a lead. A disproportionate it. amount of the time. I expect it's, them to be playing with a lead a lot this year. Can nearly be as much as in 2017. Probably in 2017, not. it was something like 70 up. It was it was, it was 70 plus percent of, the, of their led games. the league, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. And it was the way they played in the first quarters. Now, I I I looked at it like you're basically gambling on on him staying healthy, right? But if you're if your worry is not going to stay healthy, then take the under on most of these bets. Take the under on the win totals because. If he's not well, healthy, they're not that good. Well, I think there's also there's also downside to this bet if if the Eagles are really good and he's healthy. Like we said, like if if they are in the lead a lot, if he sits in week sure. seventeen or something like that, like that's why I like there's there there are a lot of ways to get to the under so, that don't even involve injury. So to your point there, there were twelve quarterbacks last season that top four thousand yards. They all played sixteen games. In 2017, there were seven, and five of them played 16 games. Okay. And in 2016, there were 13, and 11 played 16 games. So you're banking on on Wentz playing 16 games here. Um, So that that works in your advantage. I just think Doug Peterson's looking at at the way offenses are in the NFL. Um, Sure. This is another stat I, I, I had was that don't have it in front of me right here, but the the top offenses in the the top I think the Eagles are going to have a top five offense, and the top five offenses in in the league in like the last seven years, only two of them I, I believe did not top four thousand passing mm. yards. So 
I think this is going to be a high-powered offense, and I think it's going to be powered by their passing game, not their running game. The number is, four. I don't know if we said the number yet, it's 4,040.5 is the over-under. For Carson Wentz passing yards, that would come out to an average of 252.6 yards per game. As Bo pointed out, last year Wentz, in the games he played, was at 253.5. So yeah, he didn't beat that by... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Last year he was at 279.5. Two years ago when the Eagles were really good, that's what you were saying. He was at 253.5. Yeah, I just looked at this exactly like you said it. Is Wentz going to stay healthy or not? And impossible to predict... You know, history, you would say, all right, he's not going to stay healthy for 16. But, you know, he's, he's done some, I feel like he's made a nice effort this offseason at least to uh, address that with the, the way he's um, lost weight, more flexible. You know, the offensive line should be good. I also think this is the best set of weapons he's had. So I yeah. think he has an opportunity to be pretty prolific in the passing game. Now, if I did the math on if he were to miss games. So if he were to miss two games... He'd have to average 288.6 per game. Only five quarterbacks did that last season. But as Zach said, if you think he's going to be a top five quarterback, you could miss a couple games and maybe still hit this. Now, if you miss three games, it gets very tricky. You've got to average 310.8 yards per game. Only Ben Roethlisberger and Patrick Mahomes did that last year. So, yeah, this one was a tough one. I took the over. I didn't feel great about it. I would much rather have the touchdowns bet. But, uh, you know, well, what fun is it to bet that a guy's going to get injured? Well, you know, that's, why, that's why I think it's okay because I can say that, that maybe it's, they're going to sit in week 17. Okay, they're right. going to have a bunch yeah. of leads. Yeah. It just seems kind of mean. Well, I mean, I took the over on touchdowns. That's the Giants week 17. So mm. it's, it's, it's not one of these de facto championship and, games. And either. nobody, and I mean nobody, is better than Pat Shermer in a meaningless mm. week 17 game. And, I'm correct there, right? It's the Giants Week 17. I, uh, I believe that's the case. I trust you to be okay. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's Washington Week 16. But they would have to have the number one seed locked up. Here we go. Let's find out. What is this? Bo is pulling out his week 17 keys. at yeah, some New York. Weird keychain. This is a gift from Jimmy Kemsky. Oh. It comes it comes in very handy. The Eagle schedule on it's my keychain. Very small print. Where did he get that? Eye. I got good eyes. Is there like a sponsor on that or something? I don't know. Okay. I mean, they didn't pay us, so if <laughs> there not is. Not sponsoring the pods. Okay. Yeah. Right. Speaking uh, of being mean. Oh, I thought you were going to say speaking of sponsorship opportunities. You know, uh, oh, that that'd be a good drop in right there. I saw I saw Zach walk in. Is is it okay for me to reveal this? Oh, sure. A, a sure. little meal from a, a snap kitchen. Have you mm. done a snap kitchen? Bro? I've never done a snap kitchen. A lot of listen. Two out of three birds with friends. Uh, Hosts here enjoy a nice snap kitchen. So listen, if they are looking to a uh, nice sponsorship opportunity. Snap by, kitchen, uh, secret deodorant, yeah, pastaficios. You know, they offer these ready-made sort of meals. You just buy, pop them in the toaster oven. Uh, what I love is everything is 350 I don't have to deal well, with it. I'm a microwave guy. Oh, no, no. I like the oven. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel like it's more even, less chance of like... Yeah, but there isn't one here. I know. Zach no, brings them in here. Yeah, I yeah. know. Listen. I do it as as much as and and I say this genuinely. I love the food in South Philly. I mean, there's five places around here I I, I could go for lunch. Yes, but just for efficiency with time, I'd rather have my my food in the fridge here. You know, when you uh, you guys will know this from the off uh, off season, I'm sure. But when you work from home, like uh, nine thirty ten rolls around, and you're ready, you like you're ready to eat a little more. Mm-hmm. I open the fridge a oh, little. That's right. uh, Almond butter and jelly uh, oatmeal I can just throw in there. Boom. Satiates me until lunchtime. Like a like an almond butter and jelly oatmeal? What? 
Yeah, it's like a little oatmeal, almond butter. I think there's a little quinoa in there. Okay, interesting. Outstanding. You can eat it hot or cold. Okay. Then lunch rolls around. I don't have to think about what I'm eating. I open the fridge, boom, it's in there. Don't think right. about it. Kapadias are wasting less food than we ever have before. You just like it because the initials are SK. Oh, I didn't think about that. Wow. You're clever. That's All right, uh, forget about these two, Snap Kitchen. I am available. <laughs> okay. Sorry, continue. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of uh, being mean and rooting against people, it sounds like we all took the under on Jordan Howard touchdowns at four and a half. Mm. Yes. Uh, I <laughs> Even you. You're the one who left that one over I, here. I explained it here, but I have some, some numbers that I found interesting. Okay? People talk about Jordan Howard as – I say people – People like us, fans, talk about Jordan Howard as their short yardage and goal line back, which I think is accurate. But the goal line back in this offense is not necessarily used. In the past two seasons, 31 of 45 Eagles touchdowns scored from 10 yards and inward passes. And then from the one-yard line where you think they would pass, 7 of 12 touchdowns were passes. Oh, I'm sorry, mm. where you think they would run. Right. 7 of, 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 oh, of, of 12 were passes. Doug Peterson likes to pass. Yeah near the goal line, and even LeGarrette Blunt, as you pointed out in yours, when he w- he was coming off that great season in, in New England scoring touchdowns, only had what, three or two? Two. I think yeah. he had two touchdowns yeah. in 2017. So, and the Eagles have not had a rusher over four touchdowns in these past two years. They had right. Ryan Matthews back in 16, but I just don't think there's going to be a, a lot of touchdowns for Jordan Howard. Yeah, and if you look at the, uh, you're absolutely right about that in the advanced stats with like Eagles rushing in the red zone, their DVOA has been among the worst in the NFL each of the last two years, even when they were going to the Super Bowl. I think they ranked 27th or lower in back-to-back years. So, I mean, obviously their run game wasn't great last year, but even when it was pretty good or at least mediocre in uh, the Super Bowl season, that was not a strength of theirs, was running in the red zone. So I had the under as well. My reasoning was uh, I looked at Jordan Howard's touchdown percentage throughout his career. It was 3.1%. I looked at how many rushing touchdowns Eagles running backs had last year. 12. So if you I look think it was at only 14 the year before. Okay. And if you look at uh, Eagles running backs had 349 carries last year. So if you take Howard's TD percentage, look at how many carries he would need to get to five, he would need 162 carries. I feel like it's going to be a little bit lower than that. That would be about 46% of their running back workload uh, this year. So for those reasons, and also what you said about they're just not good at running inside the red zone. Like, this guy's not breaking off a a 25-yard run. Right. He had had five runs of 20 yards or more last year. Uh, Like, I don't don't expect that he's going to have a couple, like, breakaway touchdowns. I think maybe you'll see he'll he'll have, like, one receiving touchdown at some point. Now, this is total touchdowns, right? It's not just rushing touchdowns. Oh, no, I, I believe this is rushing, rushing. touchdowns. And, oh, I, I, and that was a discrepancy in our Deshaun oh, thing. I, believe that I thought was, it was total touchdowns. No, I believe that, that, was, I, I believe that was receiving. Oh. Mm. Well. I, w- I was oh, assuming well. it was rushing and receiving for those. But it just said touchdown. It just said Ooh. TDs. So I, I would need to look I, up I on I priced it in. As, I would need to look uh, at my Caesars app. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, we all uh, we don't need to go through all of this because you should read this, the actual story on theathletic.com slash Philly. Uh, what is there one more that you'd like to talk about, Shil? One more that uh, that jumped out to you. Why don't we do the Ertz one? Because okay. uh, I think Zach, that was the hardest one. I thought I thought it was the hardest one. Well, yes, I thought so. Um, it is receiving yards eight fifty six point five. 
So last year, obviously, he had uh, over 1,100 receiving yards, 1,163, but he's been under that number in every other year in his career. Um, I think that we all sort of agree that he that that level of production is unsustainable, especially with uh, the added weapons and presumably a bump for Dallas Goddard in production. So, you know, some of that production is going to be uh, chipped away at, but how much of it is going to be chipped away yeah. at? And is, he is he is still an elite tight end. I, uh, I I went just on the under. I think it's going to be. I think this is a very good line. I think it'll be tight. I did the same, and you mentioned he was under in three previous seasons, but he was between eight hundred and sixteen and eight hundred and fifty three yards. So you know, right, he right. was like right. You know, that's like right. What three three four catches away from actually hitting the over? Now last year. I believe only four tight ends would have hit the over on this number. So you still have to have a very... Who was the fourth? Gronk? Probably not Gronk, right? Uh, it was what? Kim, Kittle, Kelsey. Kittle, Kelsey. I think it might have, Was it a Jared Cook, maybe? Oh, maybe. He was like their top... Yeah, that might be right. Or uh, Evan Ingram? No, it was, I don't think it was Ingram. Okay. I don't know. I don't I'm know. sorry I've been responding. I was, I was looking this up. For the, the Sean one, it was total touchdown, so I'm assuming it's oh, the same okay. thing for Jordan Howard. Okay. Okay. All right. Eh, it doesn't really change my opinion. You think he's going to catch one? I think he will catch one. Yes. Really? I think there'll be one. I'll uh, do a pasta physios for on that one, one receiving touchdown yeah. for I'll, Jordan Howard. Yeah, zero point five. You take the over. I'll take the under. Deal. Okay. Done. Deal. It'll oh, be it'll baby. be the it'll be the exact same play as the preseason game from the other night with Josh Adams, and the only question will be whether he drops it stone cold like Adams did. I can taste that quattro formaggi mm. right now, mm, baby. <laughs> I think we'd, we would be very good at pitching this. It would be just like uh, Happy Gilmore pitching uh, Subway and in Happy Gilmore. With Ertz, I, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be close. I mean, who do you think? Well, let's throw this. This wasn't in our thing. Uh, if you had to say right now who leads this team in, NF, in receiving yards this season, I think we did this in the spring, but now yeah. we revisit. I think I would say Ertz. I think I would, too. I would, too. Okay. I would, too. So I was the only one who went over here on on Zach Ertz. Good for you. I'm in agreement with Zach you. Zach No, it's not that. I don't think he has an 1,100-yard season again. Uh, but I also think that his 10 yards per catch last year were misleading. Yeah. Because of the volume he, he had. He averages 11 yards per catch in his career. He's been over that most seasons. Um, so it let's let's say generous. I would say generously if he has ten point five yards per catch this year, and I, I think it's fair to expect him to exceed that. He would need eighty two catches uh, to hit this mark. I think Zach Ertz can get eighty two catches. Mm. So unless Ertz misses time, which is possible, he missed five games from two thousand fifteen to two thousand sixteen. Uh, I see him catching at least eighty passes. Yeah, this is. I mean, this uh, with the Al, with the Jeffrey and Deshaun and Ertz one. It was they were all very difficult because it was. Well, I think they're going to spread the ball around right. quite a bit, and it's just hard to sort of predict who's going to get the most volume or uh, get the opportunities to hit some of these numbers. I mean, it is interesting. Just in general, like Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Nelson Aguilar. Who of those five do you think? Or, you know, there, there are only so many balls to go around, and there are high expectations know, for all right. of them. Who do you feel confident is going to come in under, like, preseason expectations, and, and who's going to exceed? Hmm. Deshaun Jackson and Dallas Goddard. Really? Under? 
Under under the so I have a general bet. under the general expectation. Yeah, I have a bet right now with Elliot Shore Parks. Okay, okay. That uh, what, are the, what are the stakes? Lunch. Okay. Bostafisios. We didn't uh, clarify a place. He's trying to get a sponsorship. Penrose <laughs> Diner. It could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Um, who has more receptions this year? The grill Deshaun at the Jackson gas station over there. Deshaun Jackson or Nelson Aguilar. Who has more touchdown receptions? No, just just catches. Oh. That's a good one. That's a good one. I went with Nelson. I'll take Deshaun for the yards. But Yes, I, I said Deshaun for the he yards. He doesn't need yeah. a lot of catches. I, I could see that. I went with Nelson. I think I will. That's a good one. I, I, hmm, well, I'm on the fence. I think I would go Deshaun. But that's not a great... I don't feel great about it because of the injury risk, because he's not, yeah, yeah. He's not a high-volume receiver. I think I would... Water gun to my head, I think I would take Nelson. Okay. But we have another bet too. All right. Okay. Uh, I, I feel. I just think this. that Deshaun, like, what the reason that that uh, me and other people in particular are like so high on him is not just his production; it's just his presence opens up things for everybody else. So sure. he he will be able to make this impact whether or not he's catching the ball. That's all. Yes. But anyway, go ahead. well, I'll say this: you guys were both bullish on him scoring a lot of touchdowns. Or not, I don't know about a lot of touchdowns. I, I oh, thought no, that was a, a good. I, I thought four. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that was a good line. I'm, I'm expecting like five. Yeah, yeah. He he ha- he's been a deep threat these past few years. He hasn't had True. over. He hasn't hit the over since 2014 in Washington. Four of eleven seasons he's had five. If you, include total if you include total touchdowns. But touch I don't expect him to be there for a punt return. return. I'm, not, uh, I'm not messaging Wes to change my mind. I, <laughs> I, already, I already told him. He, I already set the record straight. That's what I was responding to. I, oh, good. So I'm just ignoring those. Bo's the, he Bo's asked the if I still want to be under. And I, I was like... Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. A, it's unlikely he's going to have a punt return touchdown this year. but It's possible. It's but, possible. It's yeah. an added little bonus in your favor. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a tight one. I think God, I definitely agree with Goddard. I feel like God, uh, the Goddard is most likely to week three. Uh, Peterson like just getting peppered with questions. Uh, why isn't Goddard? Uh, you're not looking at Goddard more. Goddard only played forty one percent of the snaps mm. yesterday. Should, should, I mean, that's a pretty high percentage of snaps for I second know, tight listen, end. Yeah. Resources, that's a hello. Good tease. That's yeah. a good tease. That's gonna be one of the over unders we discussed. By the okay. way, oh good, that's the one I've been thinking of. Okay, okay. all right, uh, all right. Want to get to want to get to your uh, your bird lines for us then? Sure. So there are five on here that uh, we are not going to discuss in the podcast. We're we're going to save. save. That's what we call a tease in the business. Should I business? say what they are and, the, and and then you know? Oh to yeah, that's check good. the that's rebound. A good tease. Oh, okay, wow, professional. Right. The first is is Carson Wentz starts fourteen and a half. Oh okay. Next, is then the, you're that you're just betting on the injury. Yes, okay. yes. That's why I made a fourteen and a half okay. as opposed to fifteen and a half. Right. If it's fifteen and a half, you can bet on a week uh, on a right. week seventeen sit. I guess so. uh, Nelson Aguilar <laughs> catches fifty nine point five. Bang the under. under. That bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm saving it for the right. Sidney Jones playing time sixty percent. Oh, that's a good one. Miles Sanders total offensive yards, not all purpose yards, offensive yards. Okay. Seven ninety nine point five. Oh, that's a good one. And then scoring defense rank nine point five. Ooh, great right. one! I like that. So um, I'm I'm leaving the pod. I want to go into this right now. I'm so <laughs> well, excited. here we have some intriguing ones to discuss <laughs> on the right. pod. Okay. The first one: Andre Dillard starts zero point five. Ooh, love that! Oh, I love the over. Over. 
Over. Over. Okay. I love the over. Yeah. Should we make that 1.5 so we take out a Week 17 game? I think you got to make that. I, don't I think know. 1.5 is good. Yeah, yeah, let's make that 1.5 because because Week 17 yeah. it could yeah. be. So we're we're basically saying is Jason Peters going to miss more than or one Lane game Johnson? Season. Well, that's or what I was going to say. Update Ooh, the, that's interesting. Update the guy who hasn't been to camp. Do you expect Dillard to be the guy? I know you had uh, mentioned or written that he was finally getting some reps. Right, and right they tackle. were like incredibly sparse reps. It was like one or two reps and one-on-ones. All right, so Lane Johnson gets injured the first month of the season. Who is playing I right think it's, it's the first month of the season. I think that in-game it would be Halapula Vatai, presuming that he's not playing right guard and, and Brooks is healthy. And presuming he's active. And presuming he's active. But I think that if it was... An injury where Lane was going to be out for a couple of games, I think they'd coach up Andre Dillard and he would start the next week. That's my that's that my guess. That makes sense to me. Um, I uh, I like the I like the over. I, I mean, like, listen, Jason Peters played all sixteen games last year, right? He started all sixteen yes. games. He certainly didn't finish them. He's very good at starting a game. And yes, then, yeah. And then he's going to go. It. He's going to get wind of these bird lines, put money on it, go in, <laughs> play one snap, say, yeah, drag it in there. Right. I'm going the over here as well. Yeah, I like the over. I like the over a okay. lot. Uh, What's next the odds that both those guys are going to stay healthy first. Yeah, team, yeah. Like next one, Brandon Graham, nine and a half sacks. Hmm. Yeah, I remember you questioned you you your line of questioning to him in the spring. Mm-hmm. You see, he did say he, he wants those double digit sacks. That's important. Has not had a double digit sack season in his career. Came close in 2017. Was called for a roughing penalty on C.J. Beathard that Ooh. that nullified a sack that would have wow, put what him a over good the top. Note. You know what? That would what be a, a that would be a story I would want to read. I'm not here to assign anybody work, but so you think defensive linemen. How angry it makes them when a sack gets taken away, whether it's uh, a coach accepting a penalty or a right. a defensive holding that you know something like that was out of their the control. Right. I bet if you asked every guy, he would just be able That's to outline the one that yeah. made him oh. the most upset. Number ninety one oh, yeah. on that list. <laughs> Tell you that. I like that. You already yeah, have one fun. for him. Huh? <laughs> yes. Okay. yes. I, I I I can't imagine taking the over here. He's never done it in his career. Yeah, He's going to do I mean, it now. The under is the, easily the safer bet. So let me ask a, a quick follow-up on there. Who has more sacks, Brandon Graham or Derek Barnett? I think Derek Barnett. Mm, okay, I like this one. I think Barnett as well. Bo has to say Barnett because he did the tremendous mm. Barnett story. He it was, was tremendous. He would just... Uh, wish some people would read it. <laughs> You know what though? That's a good one to to like send out yes. every time. I want every time he does anything meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Tweet out that. exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, this is a tough one. I feel. I, I feel like Graham has a, a pretty high floor. What did Graham have last year? Five, six. How many sacks did he, he have? had? Four sacks last year. Four sacks. Wow. It's nine and a half a year before. He's he's only been over six and a half once, and that was in 2017. Oh, that's crazy. As I'm, I'm going under, and I think you have to take the. Under. I'll take, I'll take Graham just to make it fun. Okay. What? Not the over. I'll take Graham having more sacks than Barnett. Oh, okay. Yeah. On, no, I'm not. I'm not crazy. On this topic, I, I want to share a debate that I've had with a few other people. That sounds uh, exciting. I feel like uh, Zach has won too many mistresses here. How do you, <laughs> all these discussions um, he's having that, with others. You know, it's it's this. Uh, 
There's this argument. What's the appropriate amount of mistresses? <laughs> I no, mean, if you have one <laughs> that you're throwing stuff off of, that's fine. But I mean, okay. no, no. When you sit at the practice field of training camp, and you have yeah, yeah. And, you, and you have this debate, and it's 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 one of these things that Bill Davis used to say, and a lot of media members have have oh, picked up on. Where be. Bill where Davis, you say, good guy, even worse coach. <laughs> where you say that it, well, sacks can be overrated. It's about pressure, mm. and. I don't necessarily view it that oh, way. Yeah. Pressure is important, yeah, but sacks are negative plays. Yeah, we have uh, talked like, about this. Like, a little so, bit. Like, yeah, like if if you pressure, and the example that was was used to me, well, Chris Long didn't get credit for the sack against the Vikings, but had the pressure that led to an interception. You're right. It's a case by case basis. That's also and, a hit. There's a difference sure. between a hit and a pressure too. Yeah, but like sacks are sacks so are much negative more plays. valuable. They're negative plays. You're you're down. You're back eight yards. If it's second down, it goes to third and eighteen. And uh, if you look at, I mean, even if you just look at like the uh, the percentage of drives that are ended when there is a sack is like so much exactly. higher than like uh, uh, getting an actual sack is is uh, magnitudes more important so, than a pressure or yes, a hit. Yes, sacks matter. And, and I, I think back to 2014, I believe Connor Barwin had 14 and a half sacks. And there was an argument made, well, really Fletcher Cox was getting the pressure. But Connor Barwin was getting the sacks. That's why he went to the Pro Bowl. You right. know? Well, now I think right, you um, could make the co- a case that, that sacks should be more of a like a team stat. If it's a case like that where like Fletcher Cox is pushing the guy sure. to Connor Barwin's. Maybe it's, it's a defensive line stat, but... In general, like getting sacks is so much more important. Go ahead. Yes. Well, I I I, I hate pressure now. You know, yeah, like, because it's also so subjective. It's so like a, a defensive end like rushes off the edge, and you know, if you can't touch the quarterback, is it really? Are you really doing anything that great? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not getting that close. I, I know it's a combination of film and uh, statistics, but yeah, I like going with the objective, did you sack or hit the quarterback? I mean, isn't that what you're paid to do? Right. Yeah. Uh, so the I, old Kapadia pass rush index. Yes, which uh, might be a league-wide uh, piece uh-huh. on that later this week. Uh, oh, uh, I can't. That's a good tease, too. But I, uh, what was I going to say? Yes, what Bo was saying, there is, like, analytical evidence that right. a sack is just a huge game changer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's not overrated now. Uh, when you mentioned that Barwin Fletcher Cox thing, though, I like started going the other way because my God, uh, Fletcher Cox is yes. responsible for right. Like, for well, that's why I think that's why I think you can say that it's like right. So uh, yeah, there, there's room for both overall as a team. I think sacks are important when you're looking at individuals. Uh, there's a little more leeway for all right. He piled up these sack totals, but man, it was because yeah, here's here's what would be interesting is a. Is you do? I mean, this would be much more work. Sack so. responsible for even yeah, even beyond mean. that, like a like a like a, a Kapadia pass rush index, but with like a on off the field type thing. You know what I mean? Okay, I think like, we might be able to just look that up on. Uh, maybe not. NFL Jesus has something like that, but okay. Yeah, they have different lineup combinations. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like too much work. <laughs> I think you could do that on Sport Radar. You know, who's got you know like a. Like a plus minus on the. Can you do that? The, I don't know how to do. I think that. You, I think we could figure it out. Okay. So right. the next one here is Dallas Goddard. That was a good one. Uh, Dallas Goddard playing time fifty percent. Ooh. Under. I'm taking the under. Yeah. I'm taking the under as well, and that that's a surprise. It's a good one. That's a surprise to. I was thinking of doing. I was thinking of doing. Uh, I think I will add one for. The article tomorrow that'll be like the percentage of time they're in twelve personnel. Okay. Because they were first in the league last year, and they say they want to do it even more. So and like, it was how what 
42%. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And it was far and away the highest in the league. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe I haven't decided the number yet, so maybe it'll be like Now, the thing that that could but... play into the over here is if Zach Ertz gets banged up. Yes. Of course. And then Goddard could be looking at, you know, 55 60%, but I think he's more in the 40 to 50 range than he is in the 50 to 60 range. I think so too. Now, do you think there will be times when like how often do you think we will see Goddard on the field and a healthy Ertz on the sideline? Less than 15%. Well, less than, less than three if Ertz has anything to say. About right, this. like that's the thing. Like, it was yeah. interesting. One of the things Ertz said about the preseason game the other night was uh, he liked being he liked having the opportunity to be the in line tight end in uh, in a two tight end set. Like he never he's never it, it's always Goddard. I mean he he's not saying he liked it. He liked getting to line up and I try it. Face like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe that he Did wants. Did he get to, to go run a, a pass route? I think so. I mean, yeah. it, but it was like. It was it was more uh, an indication that like he never does this. He's not going to do this. It was fun to it was fun to do it for a day. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he has yeah, no interest I mean, in doing that. You know, that's like uh, when I sit in like uh, an Uber. I'm like, oh, it's kind of fun to sit in the back seat. I always drive, but like, I don't want to be. You know, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather be, driving. be driving. Yeah, I agree. I know that's right. I don't know if that was a good uh, comparison, but yeah, I don't think he wants to be doing that. No, no, no. Yeah, don't get me wrong. <laughs> he doesn't. I think it was more of an indication, like. Yeah, I got to try this on for a day. That was interesting. Now let me get back to my real job. I do think uh, I do think the got why isn't Goddard playing more storyline given all the hype that has been around it this offseason will certainly be one that will uh, be present for the first at least month of the season. I agree with you there. Mm. The next one, and and this is one that we discussed on the athletic before training camp started. Mm, a little beat back and forth. No, the three of us, oh. uh, and that is Darren Sproles' offensive playing time percentage, twenty five percent. Yeah, gotta take the under. I'm going under. Under. Yeah, that's a high number, I think. But I think yeah. that's more. I would say in the games. Now tell me, he yeah, plays. does that? Do, would it be only games he plays, or? Oh, that's a good one. If it's yeah, let's he, make it only games he plays. Yeah, in the games he plays, mm-hmm. I still think it's under, but. I'm going now, over. Now, so so uh, some context here. In 2016, when the Eagles didn't have the depth that they have now, but they had Ryan Matthews, who was mm-hmm. a legitimate starting running back. Darren Sproles played 45% of the offensive snaps in this offense. Wow. Uh, he, wow. since, uh, since offensive snaps were tracked, or a- at least the data that the Eagles provide, it goes back to the 2012 season. Darren Sproles has not had fewer than 29% of the offensive snaps in any year that he played uh, at least 15 games. Or at, at least 13 games, rather. Yeah, I mean, the, the coach, coaches, coaches love, love Darren exactly. Sproles, and they, they have an idea of what he can still be at this age, which is probably different than what my idea is. But if you, went, if you signed the guy and you thought he still mm-hmm. had something left, I don't think they signed him to just... Sit around and not do anything. So, so I, you're going over? I would take... Well, if you're doing games he played... Games he played, I yeah. will take over 25%. I still think it will be under, but I do think... I have said this. I think by mid-season, if they're both healthy, Darren Sproles is playing more snaps than Jordan Howard. I'm, you see, I'm going the other way here. I think Jordan Howard's going to have a, a definite role in this offense, and I think Miles Sanders is going to continue to get more playing time, and I think Sanders chips away at... 
Darren Sproles is playing time because I think I, disagree. I think ultimately Miles Sanders is on the field on third downs. I think Miles Sanders is on the field on first and second down, and then we'll see what happens on third down. Well, he he has shown. I mean, probably his blitz pickup reps might Very have impressive. been the most important. I heard you right. saying, you know, what have we learned? Sort of this summer, and there really hasn't been much. Which yeah, you're right. That was a good, that was one that meant that probably merited mention. Some, I mean, it's such a small sample size, right. but it it's better than what we've snaps. seen other yeah. running backs do. Uh, I just don't, you know. I think there's a scenario where all the observers say, "Hey, Miles Sanders looks like he should be out there more," and the coaches are saying, "Well, we like Darren Sproles." Especially, I mean, Deuce Staley, his running back rotations have really made no sense. If it's the end of a game in a two-minute situation, who are they going to trust? If it's the end of a half in a two-minute situation, who are they going to trust? Those drives, you pile up snaps uh, quite quickly, and I think Sproles is the guy that they will have out there. Okay. The last one, and this is in honor of this week, is offensive lineman on the 53-man roster. Ooh. 9.5 over under. Good one. On the, on the on the uh, or Herbert or, or Stefan Wisniewski, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, on the on the game day week one roster or on on Sundays roster? on on Saturday at, at four o one p.m. Okay. Because game day is a little different. They can put guy, you know, yeah. who's on this initial fifty three. That's what you have to judge. So for for those who are not as uh, like disturbingly uh, committed to knowing this by memory when the second they wake up, that's the five... You can st- mention me by name. If that's the by the five. way, they're, what, what, like 41 minutes into this podcast <laughs> now, so I think they're disturbingly into this. That's <laughs> yes. the five starters, the five presumed starters, Halapulavati Vaitai, Andre Dillard, Jordan Mailata. Those guys are probably the locks. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Matt Pryor, Stefan Wisniewski, Nate Herbig and Sua Opeta also in contention as my keys drop on the floor. Um, I I will be going with the over when I make my predictions, and so I will I will I will take the over. Although I'm not so sure it's the right bet. I'm going with the under. I'm going with nine. Uh, now I think Herbig is competing with T.J. Edwards for. Oh, I don't say he's competing with T.J. Edwards, but I think the Eagles are going to keep an undrafted player on this roster, an undrafted rookie, I should say. And those are the two. Now, they tend to favor offensive linemen, but I think long-term there's probably interest in developing a linebacker. So you think, you think they will take Pryor and no one else? In that group? Yes, yes Pryor. So who's the backup center besides Isaac Siamalo? Okay, what happens, what happens in-game if they have no Siamalo? Or if, well, no, Siamalo uh, moves over and Vitae yeah, plays guard. I agree with that that he's the he is the backup center, but I think the, I I would be surprised if they don't have another interior lineman on the week one roster. You, now, do you view Pryor and Vitae as interior linemen? Not a not center. Not a center. No. So you're talking purely. Well, well, Samalo yes. is your backup center. Well, I know, but I think they I think they will have another one on the roster. I think it will okay. be Herbig. Okay, I, I can see that. Now, who has a better chance <laughs> of sneaking on the practice squad? Nate Herbig or T.J. Edwards? I think they they both get onto the practice squad if they want them to. The guy you got to worry about here is Joe Douglas because he's going to be very active. And these are now still, those were also the, these are guys he signed. Those were and those were the two most expensive of exactly. their uh, undrafted free yep. agent signings. And the Jets, of course, just signed uh, Khalil to play center, but that's like a one year solution. Yep. Well, that could be an enticing situation, you know. Get a young center, study over over uh, with him for a year. 
Maybe you're ready to play next year. I will take the over because I just feel like what position do they develop Value. younger talent better than, than offensive right. line. Like you could develop these guys into something in a year uh, and yeah, value, like they, they, that's the place you want to uh, invest is the offensive line. And so I feel like if there are guys you think can play in the league, uh, that's where you go heavier at. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one. Good job. Thank you. Nice, I, I, nice I enjoyed those. Lines. I enjoyed yeah. those. Uh, do are we recording an app only pod today or no? Or is the, are we just doing this? I think this might be the app only pod. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Do you want to get to my quick airing of the grievances? Please. Uh, let's start. Here. out those notes. Uh, you tweeting out my text, I thought was out of line. Really? I mean, I wasn't embarrassed. Like it was fine. You're I was, the one who said I'm always on the record. No, no, no. Uh, on the sideline okay. for uh, observations. I mean, to te- to tweet out someone's text message. Oh, okay. I was curious about that as well. Yeah, I yeah. feel like you got to check with the person before. I mean, what if I had, I could, you know, I text you some stuff that I would not want. <laughs> yeah, to but I thought there. that I had a good handle on whether okay. that was whether also, that was your, appropriate. Your phone was running low on battery too. That's like what I love looking at when yeah. people tweet out. To yeah, me. I'm it like, was. What are they? They got Bluetooth on <laughs> yeah. that bad yes. boy. What number are they coming? I mean, it totally, with? obviously, totally backfired. Not only, oh, boy, uh, yeah. not only on you, on, yeah. on you being offended, but uh, forgetting that you had introduced this. Yeah. I actually, well, I feel like I now remember it, but that could just be memory hmm. with the suggestion. I, I, I think I that know. was the karma gods getting back at you for tweeting out my text. That's probably right. Yeah. I apologize if you thought that was over the line. Yeah. I thought I thought that you would uh, have thought it was okay. I thought you guys, again, with this story, like, I mean, how many waiver claims do you think are going to be put in for Clayton Thorson? I, you know what? I was watching... Um, I watched like five minutes of a Vikings preseason game the other day. Yeah. This guy, Kyle Slaughter. Yeah, 6'5". And he's throwing these dimes. Yeah. And our guys, our Vikings guys say he's probably not even going to make the team. Yeah. Like, that guy's better, way better than Clayton Thorson. Right. Well, Clayton I, Thorson's yeah. not, I, I, no I, one's I, claiming that. I just feel like he's being overrated. Yeah, no, and, and, and to your point, no one claimed Nate Sudfeld two years ago. There you go. Right. And he and the Eagles signed to the practice. Yeah, class. I think they'll be fine. But all I'm saying is, is you, you run that risk is... Especially when the guy who drafted them. Now, I don't think Joe Douglas drafted Clayton Thorson. I think the quarterback was picked by Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the former, they certainly head of the didn't. Draft let, they is, certainly is didn't the talk Jets. to the analytics team before that one. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my opinion. But this will be funny. I like this. I like this Joe Douglas angle you're hammering. Like it's going to be funny Saturday uh, evening. Like uh, is that just gonna, are they just going to claim like every player <laughs> the Eagles get rid of? Well, cornerbacks maybe. They yeah. need a lot of help. I they, mean, it's not a talented roster, so I don't. I'm yeah, not they saying need you're corners. wrong. It's yeah. just going to be. Kind of interesting. Uh, what did Josh McCallum do to you, Bo? I thought you were, uh, man, his hair, uh, you were ripping him for the 79 Chevy. I like Josh McCallum. I just okay. think there's right. maybe, I think he's playing it up a little bit, okay. that's all. all right. I didn't know if he, like, tripped you or something. No, I like him Something McCown. in your, you know, your weird past that I can, you don't I talk can about? just call it like I see it. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, uh, Zach, I have some advice for you. So Please. He's hammering you on the Josh Sweat, Daniel Hunter thing. Yes. So Bo is like a... He's not a homer in the sense of that he wants to protect the team. He doesn't care about that. I'll crush the team. That's for sure. It's in the sense of the eagle, the listeners, like the Eagles fans. Like he wants to make sure his group of minions <laughs> is very large, and so that's why I you can know, see that. Co- so you need to be able to fire back. And I realize you haven't had a lot of ammo. I think after we do predictions, because I'm mostly this week, you correct will. all all the time. No, but you know, he, th- this was a man who predicted 
uh, Pat Shermer and the Giants would like light the league on fire last year. That is not true. That is false. Um, <laughs> I did falsely predict that they would be the second best team in the NFC East. I mean, th- this is a guy who before the uh, Eagles-Falcons game or Eagles-Vikings playoff game, his reasoning Falcons. for picking the Eagles was that the Eagles fans are just going to be huge. I mean, I was right. I've never seen more <laughs> I was right in my life to a group so... As you can't he, hammer me for being correct. Once he gives some of these opinions, like take notes, and that way you can come back and kind of crush him for those later. I got to work on that. That's not in my nature, yeah. but well, I, I got to work on that. very much in my nature. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about the NFC North, so I'll save that. Uh, I like getting it. ready to crush Zach on the kicker. Zach, very feisty at the end, just saying, like, let's wrap this up. I got stuff to do. <laughs> I've never heard him so feisty. That's normally my move. Like, yeah. So I, I was happy to hear that. That was very good. But he, I, I, I would bring it up, and he'd be like, so what else? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not going to listen to me. Yeah, you're not moving me off. You are within your right to get up, put the mic oh, down, no. and walk away. I respect how, how like, Bo takes the host job. He's a very good host, but he runs the show. Like, no one else is taking over the well, show. He runs the I, show. I might have something to I say respect about that. that. I, I, we have a, I had a text from a, uh, from a friend who said, uh, Zach's sunny cheeriness, unfailing politeness, eagerness to compliment his host, uh, defense of those who are targeted for insult by others, general unwillingness to speak ill of others. He is so stereotypically Canadian, he should run for prime minister. <laughs> that's a great compliment. My, my mom is Canadian. Yeah, so that's why. That. That's okay. All right. Well, that's, that's, I appreciate uh, that. I'd like she would take that as a compliment. Bo saying yesterday, you don't have to be so deferential. Like, he didn't say you don't have to be deferential. <laughs> just, just maybe, so deferential. Yeah, that degree. I don't know what the context yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I still want some, yeah. <laughs> some right. deference. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get my Andrew Luck takes out. Is that all right? Oh, yeah, sure. please. Uh, I'm always in the mood for Andrew Luck. Okay, I didn't know. I know some people are. Uh, by the way, I, I feel like our Colts team is doing a heck of a job with the Andrew Luck Bang story. Bang up job. Agreed. Very, heck of a job, Brownie. Very, uh, very good group there. Um, so, first of all, he can do... I'm all for everyone doing whatever they want, whatever's going to make them happy, specifically football players. However, I feel like the fans are getting a little bit unfairly painted oh, I agree there. Yeah. in Indianapolis because like the whole nature of the NFL is that you're getting these fans to be so emotionally invested that these people would sit there for a preseason game mm-hmm. in the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter. I agree. full money. Wholeheartedly like, agree. You, well, it was the second quarter. Like the, oh, well, whatever. You want the, the brand. I thought it was right. that he was running off the field in the fourth. Halftime. Oh, was that was halftime? Halftime of the game. Oh, okay. Like you want them to be so. I could be wrong about that. So invested that their whole mood is going to be affected by what happens Sunday on Monday morning. So if that's like the whole thing, yeah, and they're like six beers deep, yeah, you can't really. I'm sure if you ask them 24 hours later, like I actually think somebody on a there was a fan like on our uh, site commenting on one of those cold stories who was like, I was initially mad at Locke, but you know. Then he was like really mad at Ryan yeah. Grigson after thinking about it. But you want to be uh, mad at somebody? <laughs> yeah, and like it's just a boo. Like they're not yeah, I agree. throwing That's, stuff at him. I, I think totally Billy's the most overrated thing. Yeah, in the they're world. not yeah. Totally. Making, yelling yeah. at his family. Like Sean Rodriguez chastising fans for booing him <laughs> yesterday. Like first of all. He's been awful. <laughs> You're allowed to boo him. It's like, also, it's, it's also it's, it's a boo. Who cares? It's an emotional reaction to like the most stunning. I mean, this is. Going it's part to, of the deal. It's right. part of the deal. Yeah. Like if, if someone what the money is for if someone did something to your family, that's different. Yeah. But like booing, someone yeah. calls you a bed bug. You know, maybe then you can get offended. <laughs> like this is going to affect their entire. Fall and winter, for better or worse, like that's how the setup is with NFL. Fans. Yeah, and you're bo- and you're like 
in the in the uh, you know hyper reactionary state. Exactly. You're booing the fact that he he's doing this like right before the season. Yeah. Like it's fine. Which again, he's perfectly within his right to yes. do. There were circumstances, and I think a lot of those fans, if you ask them again, 24 hours later, they would probably be like, you know, I didn't uh, I yeah, didn't mean that. Fine. I appreciate it, but yeah. I don't know. I just I did. and I also think that speaks to like the disconnect between much of the media and like what it's like to be a fan, you know. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. Writers there. are just crushing them like they can't even understand this and no class like, well, all right, they probably shouldn't have done it. They don't want to do it, but let's like you don't have to get on your high horse. Okay. Uh, great take. Thank you. Great take. I did feel, you know, I heard your guys talk yesterday Bo mentioning the blood sport. <laughs> um, I did it is a little bit unsettling that like Andrew Luck retires and so much of the reaction both from former players and people in my Twitter feed is like, I'm great for him. I'm so happy for him. He can live a normal life. Right. That's a little unsettling. What does it say about the sport? That, Thank you. That's your kind of reaction. No. I understand the trade-off. Yeah. I understand they choose to do it. Yeah, they, I that. mean, they go into the contract willingly. They, they For the most part, exactly. they understand but it. That but that doesn't make unsettling. it like that. Yeah. This isn't like Gladiator where they're forced. It is. It is. No, no, no. It is Gladiator. No, I'm saying where they're forced into the arena against their will. They they sign up voluntarily, like and if you pull this locker room, they want to do this. Like there aren't yeah, that I many know, guys that who are make like it, that doesn't that doesn't clear my conscience. But it's it's not your decision to make. That's true. That's my point. That's why I use the word just unsettling as an observer. I'm not saying okay, okay. should play, shouldn't play, yeah, whatever. But yeah, like your reaction is like, phew, now the guy can like. Walk to the bathroom in the middle of the night, right. or uh, he's not urinating blood, or he can play with his kids when he's sixty, or he'll still be able to <laughs> he like can make it to sixty. Operate mentally, so it's just kind of uh, I don't know. Uh, I I that thought does kind of creep into my head with some of these. I did like the um, someone pointed out how like all the players are sort of like we understand what he's doing, and then you have. It's a very small minority. I think it's been overblown with the people who are, like, ripping him for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I thought that was a good point as well. Okay. Bo, what is – you – yesterday – you're yawn yesterday, and then you're, like um, – I feel like I wasn't bringing the energy yesterday. I don't well, know why that was. Well, I, yeah, I think that – You were very down on, on like, the, the day that was in the Eagles yesterday. <laughs> like, you weren't – Yeah, there was nothing going on yesterday. You were yeah. ready to wrap up eight <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah. in. Like, first of all, like, it's my job. Yeah. And so you don't – a big yawn. And then why is this content consumption, like, so exhausting for you? That's the whole thing. Is that call the ambulance on that? Well, that's it's that's like oh, I had to see three movies. Yeah, that's it's that is a stress point. Like, (laughs) there are so many infinite things that I want to watch or read or whatever. I mean, it's the same thing as with my tabs. It's this never-ending thing. It's a real source of of stress. You can't get to it all of it, but I but I like. I feel like I need to chip away. You don't have a deadline though. You have you have airplane trips. This whole ride. That's where you consume content. By the way, I'm like, if I do some now, then I can do other ones then. Okay, I'm gonna plug the athletic for a second here okay. because I I feel that way when I go into our app. There is yes. so much good stuff yeah. to read. I agree. Like you know, you try to keep in, you try to keep track of what's going on with the league. See different people's story ideas. I, th- I thought in Chicago is it Kevin Fishbein had had a really good one today on like different players talking about their their experiences getting cut. So you're looking at it, but 
you could spend three hours just just reading our football content. Correct. That doesn't even begin to get into all the other sports. So I, I, I'm sounding like a, like a company man, which which I am. But there's <laughs> there's so good. much good stuff. We'll make sure this one goes on the app. <laughs> there's yeah. so much good stuff and, to read. And now we got Bob McGinn, who puts out my favorite piece of draft yeah. content. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Oh, yes, I love, I love that. that. Maybe they'll let him into the press box now, huh? Yeah, they have to, don't they? Maybe they'll. I would imagine so. I, I I was a paying customer to Bob McGinn, so really, yeah. Very so nice. so now I I got the email yesterday. Uh, oh, like, nice. Yeah, farewell from Bob McGinn Football. Mm-hmm. I do you thought, get a, Do you get a? There must be some kind of. Uh, yeah, you get a promo right code, yeah, but I'm, okay. I'm I'm already okay. I already subscribed to the athletic. Of so I thought the sort of uh, to point out the biggest difference between Zach and I was when he said yesterday he believes in the everything matters thing. <laughs> like nothing really matters, you'll be okay. Well, I, I, I mean it in 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 a different sense. All right, let me explain this here because I talk to young reporters sometimes, and and like one piece of advice that I'll give. Is that like every relationship matters? Like anyone you meet in the locker room, in the facility, that's true. Those that's relationships true. matter. So, okay. so I say, and and I also think everything you do matters in in the sense that like how you comport yourself in a, in a given situation. People could be watching. You never know the impression that you're leading that you're leaving on someone. So my point is that like nothing you do is inconsequential. You're a byproduct of your experiences mm. and of and of the way you. Of the way you, you reflect yourself to okay, the world, nice. so so that's what I mean. Everything matters. That's a good explanation. Yeah, but if I had those thoughts in my head, it would give me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so I go the other way, where I try for like something really, you know, just get screwed up. I'm like, eh, it's okay. The world will move go on. I'll use another football cliche if I can. Can I have a coach cliche here? Sure. He's uh, asking for <laughs> uh, the, yeah. the standard is the standard. That's that's kind mm, of the way I see it. Keep this the is, main thing the main thing. No, no, like like. <laughs> Like have man <laughs> have a standard for how you're going to to conduct yourself, work, and then and then don't yeah don't fall below it. The standard mm, is the standard. practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Well, don't mistake activity with achievement. John Wooden said that one. So. That is a good one actually yeah. because I yeah no I would agree with that one. I feel like I do mistake activity for achievement <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, you're Malik Jackson impassioned. I want to know what constitutes the type of year you think he's going to have. Give me mm, like good a good question. Give me a sack number. Over seven and a half sacks. Really? Wow. Okay, I'll take the under on that bad boy. Okay. Well, you want to go pasta fish your lunch? Yeah. Okay. What was, mm, what do I have with you? One uh, Jordan Wait, Howard receiving touchdown. Let's make it six and a half. Can we make it six and a half? We're just thinking it's a. Because I think seven might be the number. You're walking it down. Let's make it seven. If it's a push. Oh, seven's a push. Okay. Bo buys us both. Okay. Uh, did I hear you guys say Rand, a guy named Randall Goforth was at Super Bowl Media Day? Correct. He was at the ring ceremony. I didn't yes. see him at Media Day. He was I, at Media Day. I, I was spending Media Day yes. with Howie, so yeah. I did not see him. Yeah. Talk about something I would never be able to. <laughs> well, I yes. have no idea. Zach what's asked this question to the to the uh, room the other day, and I was the one who came up with Randall Goforth. Boy, and I, I, I knew then that it was someone that she had never heard of. I want to give a shout out to one of our uh, listeners who sent me an email last night. I haven't responded yet, but I'm going to respond today. <laughs> um, about uh, I brought up the question about, and this had to do with with go forth. If players hope they get hurt in the fourth uh, season yes. game, if they know they're not going to make it, and apparently Emmanuel Acho uh, wrote a story about this a few years ago, saying that that this does happen. Really? Yes. That's funny. That guy's just ready to unload on a number of topics. I yes. feel like we need a Q&A with that this year. So, yeah. So, really, I really appreciate it from my reader, Ben. I really appreciate it. That's good. I like yeah. that. 
Uh, last two here. I feel like we are we gonna have to push the NFC North thing. We got a press conference coming up, right? Was it eleven thirty? Oh, I thought it was eleven fifteen. I believe so. Okay. Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, shout out to uh, Sumit Nagal. I don't know if anyone watched the U.S. Open last night. I was. How great was that? Federer Nagal, like instead. I like, know. Uh, took the first set. I told my wife there's an Indian guy named Nagal, and she goes, "What's his first name?" And I go, "Rafa." <laughs> <laughs> Which is not true, but he, he the the Indian countryman took the uh, first set Sports for Indian. Federer, and then yeah, that was went fun. down after that. But that was good. I so we have eleven fifteen for Doug. Okay, okay. Right. Uh, maybe we can pause and then uh, revisit because there's time in between, right? Yeah, oh, yes, there is. So why don't we do that? We'll we'll we'll, we'll halt and then or we can knock it out real quick. We need eight minutes to do it. No, no. We'll... We gotta un- you gotta we gotta unload on uh, on Zach for his naked takes. Uh, <laughs> I think we gotta, we've exhausted. We gotta double. We gotta I think we've exhausted the Matt naked takes. All right, then we're gonna I... we're gonna bring in six kickers to, <laughs> to kick, kick your mic. There's a great story by uh, Kalen Kaler. I know. I haven't read it yet. I still have the tab up. Did a good job. And then my last still thing is your uh, JJ Watt take. Like, what are you still sticking with? <laughs> yes. I'm with you there. That's 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 not something I would. Do. Can I would... the guy stay healthy? That's all I'm saying. He's played six, all 16 games in one, two, three, four, five, six of eight seasons. What about the last three seasons? He's done it once. Okay. That's, uh, you know. He's had over, he's had 16 sacks or more four times, 20 sacks or more twice. His QB hits are off okay, the charts. Okay. He's led the league in tackle for loss three times. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't think he's the best of, I don't think he's in, in conversation for best of all time. Well, no, you said much more than that. Eh. That would have been a much softer take. <laughs> well, that was my original take. Okay, all right. Well, I, I don't know. know. I just feel like uh... you're going to be hearing from Coach Flynn on this one. I just think he's a bit of a self promoter. Well, that's a different conversation. Well, it's all connected in my in my <laughs> in my point of view. Okay, I, I like to view people in a very binary sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends, but we're going to return with our Around the Hornbills. So maybe this will all be part of the same episode. Maybe it'll be two separate episodes. You're going to have to. Well, you'll presumably already know. We don't. So there you go. For Zach and Sheila and Bo. And as always, we love you. <laughs>